0: Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. How are you doing, New Point? I know this Thursday is Thanksgiving and I want to tell each of you how thankful I am and for your generosity. You see, it's because of you and God's faithfulness that I can say that the church has always been open. We've been able to appreciate healthcare workers, first responders, schools, and we've been able to minister throughout all of our counties that our campuses are in. In Coshocton, we're celebrating the building of a brand new facility. We've added an addition to Canton Campus as well as Millersburg. And what I want you to do is I want you to take a quick look at this video and just get a glimpse of some of the things that we've been able to do because of you and because of God's goodness. Isn't that incredible? I want you to know it's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we were able to do that and many, many other things and bless people in an incredible way. Now, don't forget that God generously blesses generosity. And I know in seasons like this, it's easy for us to operate in fear, but I am thankful to be a part of a church that is rooted in generosity. I wanna ask you a few questions. First of all, do you struggle or do you have difficulty with bitterness, selfishness, or depression? Or maybe, do you have a negative worldview Do you find yourself constantly feeling that the world owes you something? I've got good news for you. If you struggle with any of these, then you picked a great week to join us because I wanna talk to you today about God's solution to these issues. It's called gratitude. That's right, gratitude. An attitude of gratitude can literally change the things in your life. Matter of fact, it can transform your life. It has been said that gratitude is the healthiest emotion a person can have and experience. In stark contrast, it's the opposite of the emotion in gratitude. It's the unhealthiest emotion a person can have. Now think of that. Maybe that's why there's so many of us that have health issues or we're dealing with sickness or depression You see, much of the research on happiness can be boiled down to one thing, one main prescription. You know what it is? It's to give thanks. They've had hundreds and hundreds of studies, and they've said that practicing gratitude has been found to increase positive emotions, reduce the risk of depression, it heightens and deepens relationship satisfaction, and it even increases resilience in the face of stressful life events, among other benefits. Now, who doesn't want that? I know I do, and yet I realize for me as well as for you, gratitude doesn't come natural. You see, there's something inside of you and me that always looks at what's wrong or what we don't have instead of what's right and what we do have. What happens is this can cause a spirit of ingratitude to rise up in me and you and all of us. By the way, I want you to know that ingratitude is demonic. Yep, you heard me right. It's demonic. An ingratitude spirit comes from the pit of hell. The evil one wants you and I to be filled with it. Look at what Paul writes. He says, throughout human history, The fingerprints of God were upon them, the people. Yet they refused to honor him as God or even be thankful for his kindness. Instead, they entertained, listen to this, they entertained corruption and foolish thoughts about what God was like. They started having these corrupt ideas and thoughts about what God was like. They entertained those. This left them with nothing but misguided hearts steeped in moral darkness. Wow. You see, a heart that is not filled with gratitude leads us down a path of where we entertain corrupt and foolish thoughts about what God is like, and our hearts become misguided and steeped in moral darkness. That's demonic, my friends. Yet a heart filled with gratitude can change our perspective. You see, gratitude kills pride. It slays self-sufficiency. Gratitude crushes the spirit of entitlement. And when we place our discontented egos on the altar of gratitude, we develop contented alter egos filled with thanksgiving. Paul explains it in this way. He says, always rejoice, always rejoice. It's a mindset. It's not instinctive to you or me, but it's a mindset we have to choose. Constantly pray in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He says, always give thanks, constantly pray, and in everything give thanks, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. You see, listen, when you and I begin to express gratitude, we can overcome depression. Now, here's what I want you to understand It doesn't say give thanks for all things, but it says give thanks in all things, and there's a huge difference. There's a big difference. Paul's not saying that you and I should give thanks for the bad things, the horrible things in our life, because there's a lot of that in our world, and not everything that happens in our world is God's will. Do you know that? In fact, most of the time, God's will is not even being done. Our will is being done. And so we don't thank God for the evil in the world. We thank God in the midst of it. You see, this verse, when it says in everything, the Greek word that is used here means any, all, everything, anyone, all the time, anywhere, everywhere, the whole thing. It means no exceptions, no excuses, no exemptions. In everything, in everything, give thanks to God that seems pretty radical, doesn't it? That's why it's radical gratitude. You see, it doesn't take any effort for me or for you to be grateful for a nice present that maybe somebody gave you or me. Anybody can do that. But to be grateful in all circumstances, in everything, is radical. And so, how do I give thanks in every circumstance? How do I develop a mindset of where I'm always rejoicing, I'm constantly praying, and in everything, I'm giving thanks to God? I wanna share with you two ways. The first one is this, and that is to affirm the goodness in your life. Affirm the goodness in your life. Look around and see all the good that's in your life. This doesn't mean that your life is perfect. You see, listen, if you wait For everything to be perfect before you express gratitude, you never will. But it doesn't mean that you ignore the burdens or the hassles or the struggles. But when we look at life as a whole, gratitude encourages you and me to identify some things in our life that are good, not denying the struggles, but gratitude affirms the goodness around you and me because here's what I know about me, and I'm I'm sure it's true about you. We take so much for granted. So we need to develop an attitude of gratitude, and when you do get, listen, watch your stress go down and your peace goes up because, listen, there's always something for you and I to be grateful for. Grateful people are less stressful. It's hard to be stressed and grateful at the same time because what happens is when you and I give thanks gratitude gets your eyes off of yourself and gets your eyes on others. Instead of looking at what we don't have, we're grateful for what we do have. And this choice, listen, this choice always relieves pressure and stress in your life and my life. And so I want you to understand this. Gratitude can change everything. If you're feeling depressed today, discouraged, defeated, what I would encourage you to do is take out a pen and a pad and begin to write down things that you're thankful for. And your great gratefulness will help you to shift your focus away from your struggles and your problems onto that which is good in your life, because there's always something good going on in your life and in my life. And so we need to affirm our souls that God has been good to us. You see, Depression is created when your worldview is focused inwardly only. I'm not telling you that you deny all of your problems. No, we live in reality. But I am saying that we need to focus on the good. Affirm the goodness in your life. Here's the second way, and that is acknowledge where goodness comes from. Acknowledge where goodness comes from. You know, I love what the psalmist writes, and here's what he writes. He says, you are good, referring to God, and do only good. See, there's only one who's really good. It's God. There's only one who who does good consistently. It is God. And so we need to not only affirm the goodness in our life, but we need to acknowledge where that goodness has come from, and it's God. You see, this has always been a problem with mankind and Moses understood this because Moses was leading a group of people, and in leading that group of people, he knew that when God blessed them and he took them into that promised land, that it would be their tendency to forget. And so he gave them a warning. And here's what he writes. He says this, he says, beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God. When you have become full and prosperous, When you have built your fine homes, your dream home, when your silver and gold have multiplied, when you have more than enough, do not forget the Lord your God rescued you out of slavery. Goes on, do not forget that he led you through the wilderness where there were poisonous snakes, dangerous times. Do not forget that he gave you water out of the rock and he fed you with manna which your fathers knew not, miracles. This is incredible. What was God saying? God was saying this, when your business takes off, when your health turns around, when you have that baby that I promised you, when you get that promotion, don't let it become common. Recognize that it was my goodness that you don't take time to thank me for what I've done. Don't let that happen. Realize that God has done amazing things in your life. See it, embrace it. God, I thank you for freeing me from this addiction. God, I thank you for my healthy children. God, I thank you for blessing my career and know and understand that it was God's favor and be grateful You see, my challenge to you today is never lose your sense of awe. Live with that amazement of what God has done and what he's doing all around you. Yes, there's struggles. Yes, there's problems. But go back over the times of where he made a way when you thought there was no way, where he protected you, where he opened that door that should have never been opened. You see, if you don't remember, if I don't remember what God has done, it's easy for you and I to become prideful and take the credit and think that we've done it all by ourselves or we've done it on our own power. So let me ask you a question. Have you forgotten what God has done for you? Have you believed the lie that it was all you? Have you convinced yourself that it was just fate, or karma, or that would have happened no matter what? You see, what happens is that'll cause you to lose your blessings. You see, sometimes we have short memories and we forget that it was God who opened that door. We forget of all the prayers that that he answered and how he moved. And we need to take time to acknowledge his goodness. And not only thanking him, but reminding ourselves that, you know what, God, it wasn't me, it was you. And in doing so, you'll keep the right perspective because you'll give God the credit. You see, God opposes the proud, but He gives His favor, He gives His blessing to the humble. And when you humble yourself, and I humble myself, and I say, God, you know what, I know it's your goodness that got me here. I could have never met those people, I could have never made 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 those connections. It was your mercy that brought me out of those mistakes. It was your power that, that kept my enemies at bay and from defeating me. God, I recognize it was your goodness. You see, learning to be grateful to God puts you and I in a constant awareness of the source of all good things in our life. It's always reminding you and me of our need, which God has met through Jesus Christ and his life, and his death, and his resurrection. And rather than demanding that God serve our wishes, gratitude puts us in a rightful place, and it lets us know that we're eternally indebted to the one who gave his life for us so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have eternal life. If he did nothing more, that would be enough. You see, gratitude positions you and me to experience God moment by moment in the present. Depending on him daily. Gratitude places you and I in the posture of worship and surrender, ready to give God thanks for every good thing that he has done and he will do in the future. Where did this goodness come from? It came from God. It came from God. Moses comes back and he challenges the people with these words because he understands that gratitude is a choice, it's a decision. It's a mindset. He says this. He says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. You know what Moses is saying? Moses is saying, I am giving you two options, life and death. Now, it seems pretty obvious that Moses is saying, Choose life, he's emphasizing that. Why? Because sin will always cause you and I to lean towards death. And Moses is saying, hey, be intentional, get a mindset, don't put it on cruise control, don't take things for granted. If you do, you'll experience death. Let me show you what I mean. You see, all of us live in a broken, fallen world, and because of that, we all experience brokenness at some point in our life. And what happens is we have a choice in our brokenness. We have two options. One could be greed, to choose the avenue of greed. And what I mean by greed is it's where we think the solution is always more. It never satisfies us. And we have this brokenness. And we think, if I could just have this experience, if I could just get this, then somehow, way, my brokenness would be healed. We think the solution is always more. That's why what happens is greed is an appetite that is never satisfied. Matter of fact, when you feed it, it just gets larger and larger and larger and larger. But this attitude of greed leads us to emptiness, emptiness. It's like pouring water in a cup with a hole in it. No matter how much water you have, it's not satisfying. It just leads to a life of Emptiness, empty relationships, empty value, empty joy, all of that is just emptiness, which ends up putting us in this position of selfishness. And we become selfish, which is death, it's destructive. And so maybe today you realize that you're broken, but you've chosen the route of greed. You think the solution is always wanting something more. That's why, listen to me, that's why some people in your life can never do enough for you, because you're greedy. Oh, they've done plenty for you, but the fact of the matter is, you want more and more and more and more, and so it destroys your marriage, it destroys your relationship with your parents or your kids or your family or your workplace, because nobody can satisfy greed. Or you know what? We have another avenue, we have another choice, and that is we can choose gratitude. And we can say, hey, you know what, God? I'm thankful for how you've blessed my life. I'm gonna recognize the good. I'm gonna recognize all that you have done for me in the person of Jesus, as well as in my family and my friends. And what happens is when you begin, listen to me, when you begin to experience gratitude, it leads not to emptiness, but it leads to wholeness. You see, People who experience wholeness are people who have an attitude of gratitude. And if you don't have an attitude of gratitude, here's what I know. You're not whole. You're empty, which leads you to be selfish. But when we choose gratitude, it leads to wholeness, which ultimately allows you and I to experience generosity, which is so huge. See, what happens is whole people are generous people. The reason why people aren't generous is because they have a scarcity mindset because their brokenness has led them to greed, which leads to emptiness and selfishness. Generous people, they're grateful for what they have. And in doing so, they're whole, they're complete, and so they give out of the overflow of their gratefulness and their thanksgiving. And see, all of this flows from one source, and that source is the person of Jesus Christ. And so we thank God for his incredible gift that we find in Jesus Christ who forgives us of all of our sins, who makes us whole. It's him where we find acceptance and significance and security that allows us to be generous. And so gratitude can change your life. And so before I close today, I want to encourage you to do something. However and wherever you are watching from, I want you to hit the pause button. That's right, the pause button. I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. And I I want you to get your family or whoever's with you around. And if you're watching with us on New Point at Home, press that pause button for a second. Grab that piece of paper. And right at the top, I am thankful for... And I want you to write at least 10 things, a minimum of 10 things that you're thankful for. And if you say, Dwight, I'm I'm having trouble finding 10 things to be thankful for, it might be a good sign that your perspective might not be on the right things. So take time right now, hit the pause button, all right? Take a few minutes and fill that out. And then I want you to hold it in your hand and I, I, I want you to be able to, to say when the enemy comes to try to steal your joy and your peace, I want you to say, you know what, God, I thank you for your good. And I affirm the goodness in my life, and I acknowledge that it comes from you. You see, there's always something to be thankful for, always. Take a picture of it. Put it on the social media. Remind others that you are blessed and that you are a grateful person. Don't go throughout the day without affirming and acknowledging the good things in your life. God wants you to see it. God wants you to experience it. It'll change your life. It's the healthiest emotion that one can speak and one can experience. It'll lead you to wholeness. It'll lead you to be a person of generosity. Would you pray with me? God, today we, we thank you for Jesus. Wow. Because of him, our eternal destiny has forever been changed. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, you offer forgiveness to us. And it proves to us that you are good and you are generous to us and that we can find wholeness in you. No other place, no other thing can do that. And so today, God, I pray that if we've never experienced your forgiveness, that we would today. And that in experiencing it, it would cause us to be filled with gratitude for who you are and for what you have done. Help us to be known as grateful people. May it never be said of us that we are full of ingratitude. May it always be said of us that we are grateful in all things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, Subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.